Join Jim Bob Morris at El Bandito Yankee Tequila as we break out the Bandito and hit the road to the Hula Bowl. We're highlighting America's great college athletes, iconic NFL coaches, and all the people setting the stage for football's premier all-star game in Orlando, Florida. The action is on the football field, and the El Bandito Yankee Road to the Hula Bowl starts right here on WGNRadio.com. 720 WGN high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio for the road to the Hula Bowl and excited to have on the line the executive vice president of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, the one and only Matthew Mahoney. Welcome to WGN. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having us on today. It's great to have you on. I mean, I think the genesis around the organization is obviously one of those sort of dark times, and anybody that is of a certain age can remember where they were on 9-11, but organizations like this and certainly so many of those great personalities that were in on that day make it a huge difference. So let's talk a little bit about Tunnel to Towers. So if you can share with the listeners, some people are pretty familiar, maybe a lot more are going to get familiar over the next few weeks, but talk about Tunnel to Towers. Sure. So we were born in the aftermath of September 11th. Um, New York City firefighter Stephen Siller was orphaned uh, when he was a young man. Both his mom and dad passed away when he was nine and ten, respectively. Uh, grew up uh, raised by his siblings. Grew up to become a New York City firefighter. That was his lifelong dream. Uh, he was in one of our special units here, one of our squad units. And they what they do is they specialize in rescues. On the morning of September 11th, Stephen, who was married with five of his own small kids at the time, heard about the attacks on the World Trade Center. He had just been off duty, turned his car around, headed to the World Trade Center, and was stopped at the mouth of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. It's a two-mile stretch that connects Brooklyn to Manhattan. They wouldn't let the civilian cars through. So undaunted, Stephen threw on 60 pounds of gear uh, on his back and ran the two-mile stretch to the World Trade Center because nothing would stop him that morning from helping others. And, you know, we, we lost Stephen that morning at the South Tower along with his entire squad. The days and weeks after September 11th, uh, you know, this country came together like no other time in history. Um, everyone was an American. Everyone was proud to be an American, and everyone did their part. People volunteered all over the country to do some good. And so, you know, for the last 21 years, going on 22 years, what we've been doing is uh, doing some good in Stephen's name. So right now, what we've dedicated ourselves to doing is if a police officer, firefighter, member of our military die in the call of duty um, and leave behind a small family, we go and pay off their mortgage. If they don't have a mortgage on their home, we build them a home anywhere they want in America. Um, And for our catastrophically injured veterans that come back from the war and also our catastrophically injured first responders, we build them a mortgage-free smart home which is tailor-built to their needs after serving our country. And we do that all over the country now, and we we couldn't be prouder to do it. Yeah. It's amazing to see, and and you said it, Matthew, is that I don't know that the country has come together like that since. And so the more that we can kind of shine a light on that, that impact and just that inspiration that it has been and to carry it and pay it forward in a bunch of different ways, I think is really, really cool. And so talk a little bit about that transition too. It's one thing to be so connected with nine 11. There's certainly so many of those families still affected. It's still in the headlines today and support for them is obviously yeah. important, but to sort of broaden that reach and extend it to the veterans and other situations, similar, but other situations. Yeah, so you know what, what, what struck us was a couple of things. One is we had um, the the first quadruple amputee to come back from the war 
came back to our hometown of Staten Island, New York. Um, we're the smallest of the five boroughs. And, you know, we were really struck by his sacrifice because we, for those of us who were there, like myself at the World Trade Center, part of the rescue recovery efforts, you know, those members of the military took up the fight from us. And so we know that our families that were impacted by September 11th, those, those firefighters we lost, police officers we lost that day, emergency responders, the America stood up and we took care of those families. Financially, we relieved that burden on them. It's the only thing we could do for them, really. But we know that, you know, in that particular soldier's case, Brendan, Sergeant Brendan, there was nobody to do that for him. You know, he was coming home to the same home he lived in with his parents, only now without the use of both his arms and his legs. And that put a tremendous burden on that family. And so we were really struck by that. And from that moment on, we dedicated ourselves as a foundation to providing for those who had served and had sort of made the ultimate sacrifice. And so we know the police officer or a firefighter that, God forbid, passes away in Chicago or some small town in Iowa, you know, this week, they have to be taken care of too, just like our families were taken care of in the aftermath of September 11th. And the great thing is that we really only exist through the generosity of the American people. And the American people are an extremely generous country. And, and we've been able to do all this good work in their name. You know, I I think it makes it, it's a direct connect, too, when you think about that, is that the country, all of us, so many different people went into some kind of service or support after 9-11. The military, mm-hmm. unquestionable, they sort of picked up that mantle and went and fought on our behalf. And then, of course, in the fire service, you mentioned it, first responders everywhere. It is such a communal organization. It's such a, like a, a brotherhood, right, across the country. And so right. those, those connections are always there. So that makes a ton of sense. And when it comes to, I mentioned early on, you know, people of a certain age remember you remember where yeah. you were i was on the air we were talking about it on the radio you know and that was one of yeah. those things and but for those people that are younger you've kept up that educational piece which i think is so important and to have that available year round of course people can make that pilgrimage to new york to see it in person but talk a little bit about the institute right and some of the ways that yeah. you're kind of educating and keeping that message going Absolutely. So we, we, we did a couple of things. So you're right. There, there are so many Americans now that were born after or were so small that the impact of it is kind of lost on them a little bit. Because, as you know, you know, for folks of a certain age, right, it, it was it was life changing. You know, even if you weren't there in New York City, the world changed that day, you know, and and it's important that we tell those stories and tell those stories of sacrifice over and over again to generations to come. So we developed the 9-11 Institute, which is a K-12 through curriculum that's going out to schools all over the country that talks about the sacrifice of first responders. We've created an enormous online video catalog of civilians, family members, first responders, injured members of the service who talk about their experience that day, where they were, what happened to them. Their stories are all incredibly moving, but at the end filled with hope because of what they've done and what they continue to do. And then, you know, sort of the piece of resistance, we have a, a mobile museum that travels all across America. And we have a tractor trailer that, that stages at large events all over the country. It unfolds and it, we have docents from the New York City Fire Department that are there that tell the story to young children and, and people all over of all ages that come to see it. And they show them um, what happened on September 11th, walk them through that day, and show them uh, the heroism that existed. And this week, it's down in Florida, in Orlando, at the Hula Bowl. 
Well, in that whole sort of spirit of meeting people where they are, I think the attention yeah. of not only football fans, and we've talked about it, right? 9-11 and that entire situation affected absolutely everyone, including mm-hmm. fans of some of our biggest uh, and most iconic sports events. And so we'll talk Hula Bowl first because it is coming up and it is happening yeah. down there. Talk about, like, how do you guys choose things? Because, as we mentioned, it's relevant everywhere. And, and But let's talk about yeah. it. It's a great connection with football and the foundation. Absolutely, there is. We, we, we've been blessed. We have great relations with both the Jets and Giants, our New York home team. The family there, the Johnson family, the Mara family have just been outstanding to us and, and helped raise a tremendous amount of money for our nation's heroes. And things with the Hulu, let me tell you, what I mentioned before, the generosity of the American people is what pushes us forward. Nick Logan, the CEO of the Hulu Bowl, reached out to us and said, hey, man, I, w- I want to do something to align what we're doing, which is bringing these college athletes together and setting them up for their future and having like this iconic game. I, I want to help out. I want to do something for our troops. I want to do something for, for our first responders. So he came to us and just gave us the title sponsorship. We didn't pay a thing for it. Wow. Matter of fact, he's donating $10 per ticket to us on top of that. It's just enormously generous. And so we've got, you know, all these great football fans coming. And of course that's now attracted veterans to come and active duty military and first responders to come because they, they see that, you know, some of these big, big events and big organizations are, are stepping up and putting their money where their mouth is. And you know, the entire team has just been wonderful to us. And it's a great opportunity for us to just, you know, continue to put the word out there that there are Americans every day who put on a uniform and put their safety and the safety of their family. They, they put it all behind them and they put the safety of the public first. And it's an amazing thing that they do. I mean, it's great to have these advocates. And I think as you travel, as the awareness is raised, you're going to get more people. You're going to get everybody that's going to be supportive and a fan of what it is that you do. Some are going to have a platform to be able to extend it and kind of bring it forward. So for the Hula Bowl, and let the listeners know, we're talking with Matthew Mahoney, Executive Vice President of the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, a big part of the Hula Bowl. They are the title of it. It is the yeah. Tunnel to Towers Hula Bowl coming up. So where will the where will the traveling museum, where will the institute be? Will it be like at the bounce house right there for the game? Will it be during pregame? Where will we find it? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be there up throughout the entire game. Can't miss it when you come into the Hula Bowl. It'll be, it's been there all week so far. We've had scores of people come through because the, the Hula Bowl has so many different things that are going on throughout the week. They're engaging with the local community. They're engaging with football fans. So it, it's, it's really front and center of everything that they're doing, which we're so appreciative of. And so we've already had hundreds and hundreds of people come through. And I know this week and more thousands of people go through. And each one of them is going to learn about not just Stephen's story. Stephen has just a remarkable story, what he did on September 11th. But there were so many other stories that day and the days after of people who put aside their own fear, their own their own families, and they, they what they did was they sacrificed for everybody else. Yep. And it's really a remarkable, there's so many remarkable stories to tell. And, you know, they're met by New York City firefighters who were there, and they're telling their own story, where they were, what they did, what they went through. And as you remember at that time, look, these were the men and women that we all prayed for, that we all... That you know, kids were, were writing cards across America and sending them in. You know, people were lining up to volunteer. We had so many volunteers in New York, we didn't know what to do with them all. You know, and, and people came from all over the country to do that. And and we have to get back to that as a country. You know what I mean? We have to realize we're all one country. We disagree about things. We may argue about things, but we're all Americans. We're all in this together. And, you know, we have a tremendous capacity to love one another 
and a tremendous capacity to do the right thing when it counts. And that's really the story of Tunnel to Towers. I mean, I can tell you, Matthew, you hit on it, too, is that it was a time when the country came together in a bunch of different ways, obviously a tragedy in a million different ways, but a conversation starter that led to not only, you know, respect and reverence and all that and remembrance, but also hope, like you said, a lot of the conversations that you have, it ends with that when it comes to hope. These players are hoping to someday get to the NFL, and I didn't want to leave this conversation without mentioning their hopeful career aspiration to someday play in a Super Bowl. You guys are a big part of that. We'll be seeing you in a couple weeks out in Arizona. That's right. You know, it's, it's, we are, we're really blessed to have such a great attachment to sports in America's pastimes, whether it be football or baseball. We, we have really um, been blessed with a lot of these athletes who, you know, they understand what it's like to sacrifice, they understand what it's like to put other things ahead of uh, what they want. And they, I tell you, they're, they're just a wonderful group of people. And these young athletes are the horrible 100 of the top college athletes across the country. This is the 77th annual Hula Bowl. This is a college tradition. This is, this is something that they look forward to in their careers. And so many greats have gone on from this game, and we're so ecstatic to just be a small part of it. Yep, and they're going to leave, you know, learning a lot about you from some of these great NFL coaches. Hopefully that next step, they'll learn yeah. about Steven Siller. They'll learn about his story in the Tunnels of Tower as well. So, Matthew, as we let you go, information, you know, whether it's the website for people to get more information, learn how to support social media for people to keep up with all the adventures. The best thing to do is to go to T2T.org, the letter T, the number two, the letter T again for Tunnel Two Towers. You'll find everything there from our social media links, to all the great programs we have going on all over the country, whether it's sports, entertainment, music, or just our annual 5K races. We have 82 of them right now all over the country. People get together and they follow the footsteps of Stephen and they raise money for such a wonderful cause, helping these families. Matthew Mahoney, such important work. Thanks so much for what you guys, of course, you and that entire team over there are doing. And thanks for jumping on the show today. It's my pleasure. Thank you and thank you to all your listeners. 